Hey everybody, Charlie here with Studio 412 Ministries. I want to welcome you guys uh, to our third week of the Endgame series. Uh, this week we're going to talk a little bit about faith. Um, again, I want to thank you guys for joining us um, for our podcast tonight. I hope uh, hope this teaches you a little bit about faith, um, what faith is, how to have faith, how to get faith, how to use your faith. Um, I'm just I'm, I'm going to jump right in and and in order to learn about faith, you have to know what faith is. Now, the the natural definition of faith, the the regular the the human definition of faith from dictionary.com says it is a noun and it has complete trust or confidence in someone or something. The biblical definition 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 of faith is found in Hebrews 11:1. Um and, and I'm going to read this out of the New King James. Um Hebrews 11:1 says, "Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen." Faith is one of those things. I mean, it's it's you have to have faith in in something. I mean, you have to have faith in God. You if you're if you're looking for something, you should have faith that you're going to find it. it it's not a hope. Faith and hope are two different things, here, guys. Um, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, and it's the evidence of things not seen. Meaning that you're 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 having faith for something that you've not received yet. You're having faith for something that is not physically there. You have faith that it's coming, but it's not physically there. So. What I'm going to go, where I'm going to go now, we know the definition of faith, and you have to have faith to be able to please God. Hebrews 11:6 says, "But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is, and He is a, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him." Faith is. Not one of those things that is that is easy to to grasp a hold of, because you worry, people worry, and, and you can't have worry and faith together at the same time. True faith begins where worry ends, and you have to have faith in God. and And if you don't have faith in Him, that He's going to do exactly what He says He's going to do. If you don't have faith. In, in God that he did send his son to die for you, to pour out his blood for you, you're not going to be able to please him. You have to have that faith in God. Just like kids, just like we, we have faith in our parents that our parents are going to do what they tell us that they're going to do. If I... When my parents were alive, if I walked up to my mom or my dad and I asked them to do something and they told me yes, 
but I never seen it. And I asked them again and, and never seen it and never seen it and never seen it. And I'm like, you know what, mom, dad, I just, I don't, I don't care. I don't see it. You're not doing what you said you're going to do. I've lost my faith. And I've lost my faith in my parents because they said that they were going to do something that they didn't do. When you don't have faith in somebody, when you don't have faith in your parents, they're not going to be happy with you. It's just like when you don't have faith in the father that he's going to reward you if you keep seeking him and, and you keep seeking his kingdom and, and you keep living and, and talking to him and, and, you know, having that intimate time with him. He's not going to be happy. He's not, you're not going to be able to please him. He is a rewarder. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He, he is, you know, a defender. He is your great defender. He's your great physician. He's a lot of things. I mean, he is Jehovah Jireh. He is Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Raja. He is a rewarder. And the way you get faith, how do you get faith? Well, let's go to Romans 10. Romans 10 tells you exactly how to get faith. Uh, Romans 10, 17, to be exact. It says, so then faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So as you go into to, to church, as you go in to do things, as you, as you sit in the presence of the Father and hear the voice of the Father, faith will come to you. Faith will come to you. You don't have to worry about anything. True faith begins where worry ends, guys. I'm just saying, I mean... But I'm, I'm kind of off where I'm supposed to be. Um, this week, we're going to, to go to James 2.20. Um, we are going to be talking about faith. We're going to be talking about works. Um, true faith is combined with actions. Now, deeds won't get you into heaven. You can go to church... Be unsaved, not be a believer, but you can still go to church, not give your life to the Father, and, and do amazing things and, and see things. But those deeds aren't going to get you into heaven. Those deeds are just showing that you're faking it until you make it. You can't fake it until you make it to get into heaven. You can't you know, go to church on Sunday and and meet the Father and be, you know, all spiritual and, and everything on Sunday. And then Monday night, you're out at the bar. Tuesday night, you're out at the bar. Wednesday, oh, you're back for prayer. You're showing up, but you're not doing what you're supposed to do. You're, you're you know, you 
you're doing the works. You're, you're doing the doing. You're not being the being. Um, you're not having that intimate time with the Father. Those are things that need to be done. You have to have that devotion time. You have to have that time of prayer. You have to have that time of intimacy with the Father. And you have to let him talk to you. Um, our belief is not just an idea. True faith affects change. So let's go to James 2. James chapter 2 here. And I'm going to start. Hmm. I'm actually going to. I'm going to start in 15. And if a brother or sister is naked and destitute of, of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Faith without works is dead. And, and I'm going to get into that here in just a few minutes and show you some guys and some girls that, I mean, I'm, I'm, we're going to go back to the Hebrews Hall of Faith in, in Hebrews chapter 11. But we'll get there in a minute. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works. And I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered his son Isaac, when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works, and by works faith was made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled, which says Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. You see that then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. I'm going to keep going. Likewise, was not Rahab the harlot who was justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way? For as the body without the spirit is dead, and so faith without works is also dead. Faith, there, there needs to be corresponding actions with it. Um, works alone will get you into heaven. You have to have the faith to go along with it. Um, you know, James says that Abraham was considered righteous for what he did. Paul says he's justified because he believed God. James and Paul are not contradicting themselves, but complementing each other. You know, let's not conclude that the truth is a blending of these two statements. We are not justified by what we do in any way. True faith always results in deeds, but deeds do not justify us. Faith brings us salvation. Active obedience demonstrates that our faith is genuine. When you have faith... You have to do things. You know, oh God, I'm, I'm believing for this, I'm believing for this. You have to open your mouth. You have to let your, your need be known. 
that's the the work you know that's the deed that's corresponding action you're saved by grace through faith father please forgive me I've sinned I need you to come into my life you're asking him to do something you're asking him to come into you you're asking him to save you your faith has a corresponding action faith without works is dead now I'm gonna go back to Hebrews I'm gonna go back to Hebrews chapter 11 but before I go there before I go there you know the passage that we were in can be commonly misunderstood if read alone it is important to clearly articulate the differences it's it's important to clearly state the differences between our works making us right with God and our works authenticating a true faith in God there are loads of preachers out there who have accounted or I'm sorry who have recounted the story of another famed French tightrope walker Charles Blondin Charles Blondin walked across the falls um, across Niagara Falls in 1860 he allegedly performed many great feats on that line including pushing a wheelbarrow full of potatoes across it he asked do you believe that I can carry a person across in this wheelbarrow? And they all said yes. But when he asked for volunteers, nobody, nobody took up, took him up on the offer. They didn't have faith in him. Even though they've seen what he can do, they've seen that he can do it, they didn't have faith in him. You know, there's so many times that we see the goodness of God. We see the Father give us this, or, or we see the Father move in this avenue, move in this way. But people don't have people don't have the faith that it can happen to them. They're, oh, yeah, yeah, that's awesome, praise God. For them, for other people, but they don't have the faith. To believe it for themselves. You know, my wife and I, we're, we're in a time of transition. And we have faith in God that he's going to, to show us what we are supposed to be doing. We have to take a step. You know, our corresponding action to our faith is taking a step. Because we, we don't see the whole picture. We don't know what's going on or what's going to happen. We don't know his full plan for us. Now, we know some of it, but we don't know all of it because he hasn't shown it to us yet. You know, if God was to show you everything that he has in this life for you that he that he wants you to do if he was to show you his full plan for you at one time it would it would, it would absolutely blow your mind you would not be able to wrap your mind around it we believe god and we have faith in god but if we don't see it that faith starts to waver we go from faith to worry. You know, and it's one of those things, you know, if if worry ends when faith begins, you know, it, it, it goes to also say that worry begins where faith ends. 
if you lose faith, you start to worry. Uh, we'll go into that again here in a few minutes as well. Um, it's a natural, it's the natural overflow of knowing God as Father to enjoy God as friend. You have to know Him as a Father to be able to enjoy Him as your friend. You know, God's a good Father. He's going to give you what you ask for. He's already got it laid out for you. Waiting for the right time, the right opportunity, and it's all in his time. His time and your time are two different things. His time and your time are two different things. God is never early. He's never late. He is right on time. When your faith is in God the Father as a friend, you do not need to be afraid to obey him. When your faith is in God the Father. You don't have to. You don't have to be in fear. When you look at God as a Father instead of the Godfather. When you look at God the Father instead of God the Godfather. You don't have to be afraid of Him. You know, it's not one of those. If you don't do this, I'm gonna feed you to the fishes. I mean, it's just, God's not like that. He's not. God is good. And His mercy endures forever. He is so good. So good. That whatever you ask in His Son Jesus' name, He'll give it to you. You just have to ask. He's so good that you can go boldly into his throne room and crawl up in his lap. But you have to have faith that you believe that to be so. You've got to be able, you've got to have the faith to believe that to be so. The natural over, it's the natural overflowing, overflow of knowing God the Father to enjoy God as a friend. Such faith results in radical obedience. When you have that kind of faith in the Father to know that he's good and, and that his love and his mercy and his grace endures forever, you want to obey everything he tells you. Guys, you've heard my first podcast I lived in such a disobedient state for so long. And and I can't quite say that I've lost faith. But I lost faith. You know, we had financial troubles. We had marital issues. My wife and I had marital issues. I almost lost my family, guys. But I had to take a step back and look at myself and be like, where's your faith? Where's your faith that God can take and he can make all things new? Where's your faith to that God, faith in God, that he 
can take care of all your financial troubles. See, guys, I went to a faith-based school. I graduated from Rama Bible Training Center. And if any of you have heard about that, you know that they are all about faith. I know faith. I've lived faith. I've lived faith that, you know, we came here and, and didn't know how, how our schooling was going to get paid. But by faith, it got paid every month. We don't know how it happened. We just had faith in God that he was going to reward us because we were, trying, we were seeking him. And we were diligently seeking him. You know, I mean, when you're in radical obedience to the Father, He's going to tell you and He's going he's to show you that you can trust Him. You can have complete trust and confidence in Him. When your faith is in God the Father... And as a friend, then you do not need to be afraid to obey him. It's not, you should always fear the Lord. It shouldn't be a, oh my gosh, I'm scared, but more of a reverence to him. You do not need to fear his commands, but you do need to reverence his commands. You do not need to fear his commands. Even when he says to do things that make no sense to us or to the world around us, even when he calls us to take steps that risk everything, we can obey. Why? Why can we obey? Why did Julie and I obey the Father when he said, pack up your stuff, move to broken ware? Oklahoma, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. To go to a town where you know absolutely nobody. To go to a place where you absolutely know nobody. We obeyed him because we had a complete trust in him and complete faith in him that he was going to take care of it. That the doors, he was going to open doors that no man could close. And he was going to close the doors that no man could open. We had to have faith in him to be able to do so. We couldn't have done it alone. We could not have done it alone. We trusted God wholeheartedly. I left the car business. I knew I had the job at the hospital. I left the car business. Not knowing, I knew my background was good. I knew that my drug test was good. But I left the car business without not being in. Why did I leave the car business without that being in? Because I was being in obedience to the father who said, go ahead, it's okay. I had faith in the father when he said, go ahead, you can leave here because I will sustain you. Now, there's things I had to do in the natural. 
but my full trust and faith was in the Father. You know, me leaving didn't make any sense. I had a job, but I didn't have a job. I had a job offer that I had accepted. I was waiting on an answer. I left a guaranteed 2000 a month that I knew I was going to get regardless of if I sold cars or not to wait on a job that the father said, here you go. That's faith. So you have financial trouble. Where's your faith? What are you doing to remedy that financial trouble? You can't just sit there. You have to do something. Faith without works is dead. You know, faith without works is dead. You have to put <laughs> you have to put feats to them their prayers. You have to talk to the Father. You have to 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 do something. You have to physically do something. You know, we're gonna read Hebrews eleven four. Um, I'm actually probably going to read most of the Hebrews Hall of Faith. It says, by faith, Abel, we're kicking it back old school, guys. We're talking about Cain and Abel here. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and through it, he being dead still speaks. Abel is known as a hall as one of the heroes hall of faith because he offered God an excellent sacrifice by faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him for before he was taken he had a testimony that pleased God he was faithful to God and he lived that life of faith to the Father that he didn't see death. Noah, by faith Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with a godly fear, prepared an ark for saving his household by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is a, which is according to faith. God told Noah, dude, you better build a boat. And this boat better be huge. Because I'm going to wipe the earth out. I'm going to wipe the world out. And I'm going to save you and your family. So what did Noah do? In faith and totally having complete trust and confidence in the Father, he built a boat. He asked people to help him. 
They didn't know what was coming. But Noah did. Because he had faith in the Father that what he said to be true was true. Abraham. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out out to the place which he would receive as an ad. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with, of, with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. God told him to go and he went. By faith that he was going to get that as an inheritance. He went. God said Abraham had faith and his corresponding action was he went. When God tells you to go, you go. It may not look like the most easy way to go. But you go. You have faith that God is going to work all things out for his good. Sarah, Abraham's wife. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. God told her that she would have a, a child. Now, Sarah was old. She was well past childbearing years. But God said, you're going to have a child. Now, she could have just laughed at him. Ah, yeah, whatever. God, do you not know how old I am? But she didn't. She had complete faith in God that he was going to do what he said. She judged him faithful. Who had promised. Faith without works is dead. You know, people with dead faith look to deeds alone. They substitute words for deeds. You know... And this is, and I'm not going to go as far as to say it's a lot of Christians, but there are some out there uh, that substitute words for faith. They know the right vocabulary for prayer. They have the right testimony. They can even quote the right verses from the Bible, but their walk does not measure up to their talk. Their walk, their their corresponding actions does not measure up to the amount of faith that they claim that they have. Faith without works. They think that their words are as good as their works, and they're wrong. You know, in in back to James in, in James two, uh, twenty eight 
21 and 22, James illustrates his points by reminding the hearers, the, the people that he was writing this to or speaking to at this time, that Abraham, about when Abraham placed his son on the altar. He had complete, Abraham had complete faith and trust in God. And, and confidence in God that when he told him to place his son on the altar and offer him up as a sacrifice, that when he went to do it, he didn't. He ended up not having to sacrifice his son because the Lord God gave him a sacrifice to sacrifice to him. Abraham's faith and works went hand to hand, and when understood rightly, they were not works that attempted to gain a certain kind of standing with God, but rather ones that showed that God had already given Abraham right standing. You know, you can illustrate the, the difference between works and faith. Um, and, and, you know, the, the relationship that they have based on how, how a cell phone works. You know, it's, it's kind of funny. You can, you know, you can take and look at your phone and, and be sitting next to someone and, ex and have them open their messaging app, their, their text app, and said, if I said my phone worked, if I tell you my phone works and I can't send a text or make a phone call, then the lack of ability to do that, to send that text, would show that my phone is not functioning properly. If my phone was working, then the message would go through unhindered. Now, what if I can send a message? It's not the message that causes the phone to work, but it's evidence that the phone does work. And you can look at it like this in that same manner. When our faith does not have works, it's like a phone that can't even turn on. However, when we have works that match what we believe, then it is not the works that save us, but they show that our faith is actually working. It's not the works that's going to get you to heaven, but it's the works that shows that your faith is working. I'm going to go <laughs> Thank you, Father. You know, I'm done with that that part right there. I'm I'm going to actually venture off into something else. Uh I I I, brief, I briefly touched on it earlier. Um we all go through storms. Every day we go through storms. Me included, and some of us believers know the goodness of uh, that that know the goodness of God. Still worry. We still worry about what's going to happen.
we don't know if we can weather the storm. And with that, I'm going to ask you, where's your faith? You can't worry and have faith at the same time. They cannot be in the same place at the same time. I'm going to go to Matthew. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to click over to Matthew here. Uh, we're going to go to Matthew eight, chapter uh, chapter eight, verse twenty-three. Now this is when. Jesus tells the disciples to, you know, follow him. Tells them to drop what they're doing and follow him. He tells them, he, he's, he's showing them that they need to have faith in him. So we're going to get to 23. We're going to fast forward to 23. And it says, now when he got into a boat, his disciples followed him. And suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with waves. But he was asleep. I mean, these guys have seen Jesus do a lot of stuff. They've seen him do a lot of stuff. They've witnessed many miracles that, that Jesus had performed. But they woke him up. They, they came to him, woke him up and said, saying, Lord, save us. We are perishing. And when the Lord woke up, he looked at him and he said, Why are you fearful, O you of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. Guys, when you think you can't weather the storm, have faith in, the, in, in God. Have faith in the Father that you're going, he's going to show you through. We go through storms, and a lot of those storms are going to catch you without warning, and, and, and you're going to think that you're in great danger, or you're going to think that you're going to lose your car, or your home, or, or you're going to lose your job, or your marriage, or your relationship. Where's your faith? You know, although the disciples had witnessed the miracles that the Father had shown them, that, that Christ had shown them, they panicked, thinking they couldn't weather the storm. Thinking that they were going to die in the storm. As experienced sailors, they knew the danger. What they did not know was that Christ could control the forces of nature. There's often a stormy area in our human nature where we feel that God can't or won't work. However, when we truly understand who God is, we will realize that he controls both the storms of nature and the storms of the troubled heart. Jesus' power that calmed the storm can help us deal with the problems that we face. Jesus is willing to help we just have to ask. We should never, ever discount the power of the Father. Even when we're in terrible trials. We worry 
because we don't have complete faith and trust in God. I told you guys that I that my wife and I went to to Rama and and their scripture that that Rama is based on is Mark 11:23 and 24. I'm going to take it back one and I'm I'm going to go to to Mark 11:22 and, and I'm going to close with this. Mark 11:22. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, And does not doubt in his heart, But believes that those things he says will be done, He will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, Whatever things you ask when you pray, Believe that you receive them, And you will have them. All you have to do is have faith, in God that whatever you ask him he's going to give you but you have to get in the word to be able to have that faith you have to get intimate with him and let him talk to you and listen to his voice Listen to his heartbeat to be able to have that faith that whatever you ask, he will give you. You're having financial problems, so you're worried about that. Where's your faith? If you're married, you're having marital problems, and you think that you're going to lose your your wife or, or your husband, I have to ask you, where's your faith? You're worried about problems at work. You're, you're worried about losing your job. Where's your faith? What are you doing in the natural to keep those things from happening? What are you doing in the natural to keep your financial problems at bay? What are you doing in the natural to, to combat those marital problems? What are you doing in the natural to make sure you don't have problems at work and you don't lose your job? Faith without works is dead. Faith without corresponding actions is dead. Father, I just thank you for this day and the blessings that you've given us. Father, I thank you that you have given us the opportunity to diligently seek you. Father, I thank you for this teaching that, that you have entrusted me with, Father God. And I, I have complete and utter faith in you and confidence in you that you give me the words to say. That I don't come in on my own accord, Father, but I come in with you. And Father, I just thank you. That you give me eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to receive what you would have, Father God. And I thank you that everyone listening has the same eyes, heart, and ears, Father God. That you give them eyes to see what you would have them to see, ears to hear what you have them to hear, and a heart to receive, Father God. I thank you for your word. I thank you that your word is, is sharp, sharper than any two-edged sword. 
And Father, I thank you that whenever people listen to this, Father God, whenever uh, whenever the, the public listens to this, Father God, they don't hear me, Father, but they hear you speaking through me. Father, I thank you for your love. And I thank you for your grace. And I thank you for your mercy. And Father, I don't want to ever think that just because I do works, that that brings me closer to you, Father God. Because I know that without faith, it is impossible to please you. And the way to get the faith to be able to please you is to diligently seek you, to seek your face, to seek your heart, Father God, to just sit in your presence and in awe of you. And I know I don't have to fear you because I know you love me and you love each and every one of us. So Father, I thank you for accepting me. Father, I thank you for the faith that you have given me through your word, through intimate time with you, intimacy with you, just to listen to you. And I thank you that you are faithful. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, guys, I just, again, want to thank you for tuning into the Studio 412 Ministries uh, in-game uh, podcast series. Um, guys, I'm going to tie this all together. We've got one more week. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about a new heaven and a new earth, and, and we're going to talk about restoration. So, guys, be be ready. Um, come in expecting with an open mind to receive. Hope you guys are having a wonderful evening, and I will see you all next week. Guys, if you have any questions or, or comments, feel free to look us up on Facebook Studio 412 Ministries uh, Incorporated on Facebook. Uh, you can email me and my wife at studio412ministries at gmail.com. Guys, we're here for you. We are here for you in, in whatever need you have. And we will stand in agreement with you. And we will intercede with you. And intercede for you. To help you to... To show you how to be out of worry and into faith. So guys, have a wonderful day. Um, enjoy your Tuesday. God bless you. Talk to y'all soon. Bye-bye.